Hey everybody, welcome back to the Future Is Now podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Nakamura. I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in today. Hope you're having a great Friday. Um, today we're really diving into uh, the headline story of the week with Andy Stanley and some comments he made, uh, some accusations that are going forward, and we're just going to talk about what it means for the church, what it means for him, what it means for uh, progressive Christianity at large. So I'm excited for this episode. I hope that you get a lot out of it. We'll talk, we'll contextualize, uh, and we'll make sure that we understand everything going forward about the whole story. So get your hearts and your minds ready for The Future Is Now. First of all, I don't want to act like you know what's going on if you don't know what's going on. Um, This week, there's a pretty big headline story. There is a pastor. His name is Andy Stanley. Now, before I go on, I'm going to give you some context to this. Historically, I have loved what Andy Stanley has taught. I have read several of his books. Um, he leads an incredible church, senior pastor at North Point Community Church. It has 38,000 weekly attenders, 38,000 weekly attenders, okay, which is insane. And he historically has set, has been a, kind of a trailblazer in the world of leadership, uh, in the world of church. Um, again, I, I have absolutely loved him Historically, now this kind of changed for me a little bit. Uh, a few years back, you know, he came out with a new book, and that new book was was entitled "Irresistible." Now, I read this book, and it had some awesome points to it, but also I was reading it, and there were some things that didn't really sit well with me. Some things that he mentioned about the Old Testament, some things that um, was kind of said where it wasn't necessarily wrong, but the the tone and the language of it kind of it just didn't sit well with me. And so since then, I was like, ah, I don't know. I think I'm gonna take a step back from really, you know, engaging with his podcast, etc. Now this week, this story came out. And it's pretty, I mean, it's sad. There's no way around this. This really sucks. Um, it's it's really unfortunate. But at the same time, it's kind of like, hey, can we, we, we can't be that surprised. So this week he was speaking at a, or last week he was speaking at a conference um, and he started saying some things on stage that, that indicated that he was in affirming to, he was affirming to LGBTQ. Um, so... As we know, the American church right now is pretty divided. Um, and when I say divided, I, I mean there's two opinions. Now, I think that the majority of the evangelical church and the church at large uh, kind of agrees with the side of, no, we believe in the historic uh, Christianity, the- theologians, uh, church fathers. We believe what we believe for the past 2,000 years that LGBTQ, that uh, being homosexual is a sin. It's not in the um, design that God created for us. Um, but there is this progressive wave that's coming up and people are are turning away from that. Um, I, I talked a little bit about this in a previous podcast episode. I might devote an entire episode to it, to be honest, just because um, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of differences and differences in opinion. And so basically Andy Stanley at this conference, he's talking on stage and he says some remarks that point towards the fact that he's an affirming towards LGBTQ. Now, everybody was kind of thrown off by this, like, wait a second, wait, what? Because it, it seemed like it was out of nowhere. I mean, and people are like, uh, waiting for a comment from him. Hey, can you reply to this? Because it sounds like uh, you don't believe that this is a sin. Well, uh, before he could even reply, um, Twitter on Twitter, don't you love Twitter? <laughs> it's like, man, there's Twitter is ruthless and people will come after you on Twitter. 
Elon is no longer censoring anybody on there. So basically, this guy, Ryan Visconti, now he's a pastor. He's from Arizona. He goes on Twitter and he basically said, it's his long thread. You, I mean, you can look it up yourself. I, I did. I read each one and listened to each clip. He basically went on this long thread saying, back in 2019, I was a part of a lunch uh, with 30 other, I think it was like 30 other pastors and Andy Stanley basically started sharing how he was affirming back in 2019. I mean, we're talking four years ago. And he goes, it took us by surprise. We argued for, you know, one to two hours about it. And here are some of the things that Ryan Visconti said that Andy Stanley said previously. He said that LGBTQ is a disability. Telling someone they can't follow God is the same as telling someone that they can't follow God who is in a wheelchair. Okay, and then they, he said he hasn't but would do a gay wedding. Um, this is the closest that they can get to a New Testament framework of marriage. They can't change. Um, and so he's he's kind of posting all these. Then he post, starts posting some clips from a previous conference that Andy Stanley was in saying similar things in it. I mean, Andy Stanley, I, I quoted him here. He said, if you're gay, be patient with us. We know, we're weird, I know. Like saying that us straight people are weird. I, it's very odd for you to say that. Hey guys, we're gonna get right back to the content, but really quick, I need to tell you about something called Switch Away. Now, Switch Away is a solution to a problem we are all facing. I don't know if you've noticed, but the past two years have been crazy. And in my opinion, big companies like Walmart and Amazon and Target and all these places, they've really won where the majority of Americans have lost. With COVID, they all made money and we lost money. And all the while, when we shop at these places, what I've also noticed is these are companies that are giving their money towards things that I do not agree with as a Christian. And morally, it's become a dilemma for me. Like, why am I giving money to companies that are funding Planned Parenthood? Why am I giving money to companies that are funding drag shows in elementary schools? Like, they are exposing our children. They are they have an agenda that, frankly, I do not agree with. And so my family and I, what we've done is we have switched away. We decided to shop with manufacturers that are made in America that support support small businesses and support causes that we agree with as Christian believers. And here's the crazy thing. We haven't even spent more money. It's been the same exact budget. And so my encouragement to you is switch away with us. Turn away from these immoral companies and start shopping with companies that mean something, that have a message that we agree with. And you can get all this information about what this company is and what they represent by just going to switchaway.com forward slash Spencer. That's switchaway.com forward slash Spencer. You fill that out. Not only will you get information and talk with a representative from my team, but you're helping support the podcast in doing so. So I just want to encourage you, get more information at the very least and check out Switch Away. Millions of Americans are doing it so far and you can as well. So switch away with us today. This is, and by the way, you know, 1 Timothy 5.19 says, do not entertain an accusation against an elder unless it is brought by two or three witnesses, okay? So I'm not out here gossip train being like, oh, I heard one thing and now let's run with it, right? That's not okay. I mean, I, I'm a part of a church. I know that there are some things said about my senior pastor that frankly were just flat out lies. Um, and I know that because he's my father-in-law. <laughs> so, um, but I, I know that, Church eldership is an important role, a lot of responsibility. And at the same time, there's going to be people that say things that are flat or not true. People say things about me that are not true. Okay. So 
I understand that there's some wackos out there that will say whatever they want and interpret situations differently. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have to understand like, okay, it was there two or three witnesses. Now in this thread, guess what? Um, there was tons and tons of people that were replying to this Twitter thread by Ryan Visconti saying, I was there too. I remember in 2019, I was there. I was there. I remember, right? So we have some credibility here. Also, we literally have video of him saying similar things. So this isn't like a gossip train, okay? We're just, co I'm commentating on what actually is going on. Commentating on what's going on, okay? And so um, I'm not out here to, to bash churches and bash, bash pastors, right? I have a tremendous amount of respect for all pastors, all churches. So this is just understanding where we are at in our Christian world, where we are at in the context of, of our, our nation, our world, the church, the Christian church. Um, and honestly, this could very well be launching into the common practice of progressive Christianity. For all I know, I'm pretty sure this is the highest profile of a pastor that has come out openly um, as affirming. And that is one of the main practices and themes with progressive Christianity. This is kind of one of the hills that they die on is the LGBTQ um, stance. And so this is a big deal. This is a big, big deal because unfortunately, you know, we, we have people like Andy Stanley that um, people will, their their faith clings to a person, right? And if you're listening to this, I, I would encourage you, man, you're, you're, you should learn from your pastor, right? You should trust your pastor. You should pray for your pastor, right? You should, I mean, you should look up to your pastor, but at the end of the day, your pastor should not be the, the foundation of your faith. He should encourage and edify your faith, but your faith should be your own. But what happens is the second that Andy Stanley says these things, there's going to be tons of people that are like, you know what? I think I believe that too. And, and that's the sad reality is we have somebody like Andy Stanley that is leading 38,000 people weekly just attending, not to mention who's following him on social, who's following him on his podcast. I mean, we're probably talking about hundreds of thousands or millions of people being impacted here. So this is, um, this is a big deal. And a couple thoughts I have about this. All right. So also in his tweets or in the lunch, I forget where it was at. He was quoted basically on saying, I think in a sense, I know this may not be the right thing, but I think some of my experience has shaped uh, my theology. And that is a dangerous trap. That is the trap that we can we can easily fall into is letting experience shape your theology. Your experience should not shape your theology is very dangerous because experiences can easily lie to us. Okay. Let's, I mean, I, I walk down the street and somebody comes up to me and they mug me. Right. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, people suck. That that's, that's not true because somebody else could be walking down that same street, same exact time on a different day. And they, and then they have a polite exchange with a stranger and they're like, wow, this, this city is awesome. So experiences do not equate to truth. Okay, just because you experience something doesn't mean it's the rule. It doesn't mean that it's the normal. It doesn't mean that uh, everybody should frame their thinking towards what you've experienced because um, everybody's experiences can be different. So what uh, the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of us shape our theology, right? It's like, man, we um, we go to one church and 
a greeter is mean to us and an usher is mean to us and they say a comment and about what I'm wearing and they say a comment about, oh, I've never seen you here before and they're mean and whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, man, churches suck. You know, I see this all the time with, um, with like, you know, mega churches, big churches. A majority of people that I talk to that don't like mega churches is like, well, because I went to this church and it was a big church and I didn't have a good experience. So big churches are bad. Big churches are bad because my experience was bad, which isn't true. I mean, like, Guys, the church at Ephesus was like 20,000 people, okay? So there was a mega church in the New Testament. So that kind of just eliminates the fact that mega churches are bad in general. So I'm just saying, like, we have to be careful that our, theolo- or our, our experience isn't shaping our theology because I promise you that what you want to find in Scripture, you will find. Whatever you want to find, you'll find it. And that's because Scripture, there good hermeneutics is an all-encompassing thing where we have to look at all angles of scripture. We have to look at who's saying something in scripture. We have to look at who, who they're saying it to. We have to look at the city and the place that they're writing to, right? There's so much in context. And I just did a, uh, I'll probably do a whole podcast about this, but I just did my post on Instagram about why I think that a women in ministry, women can be in ministry, why they, how, why they can preach and my stance on that. And I was talking about, you know, the verses in second Timothy, I was talking about the verses in first Corinthians and my stance. And I got into an argument with somebody, um, in my messages on Instagram. And by the way, it, w- it was a cordial argument, right? At the end of the day, it was, we were kind of like, okay, well, let's agree to disagree, which is how arguing should be. Like you can attack my thoughts and I, I can attack your thoughts. Just don't attack each other, right? But this guy, you know, I, I appreciate his input, but he basically is saying, no, I think that Paul says this. And I'm like, well, yeah, Paul says that. But at the end of the day, this is what he meant by it. And that's backed up by several uh, biblical scholars and theologians. Whereas he replies, he's like, well, the theologians are wrong, right? And it's like, okay, well, at that point, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have this argument with you because you're obviously not trusting in good hermeneutics on cultural context. So those types of things is what I'm saying is like you, we have to have a good theology. When you read a verse, what you think it means is, is not what it means. Unfortunately, I mean, maybe it is right, but I I, I, uh, yesterday I did my devos and I came across a passage we were reading in Acts and I came across this passage and I remember, I mean, it was like in October of 2010 is when I got saved. And I remember doing my first devo. I, I literally remember doing it. And I remember what verse I picked and I remember what I said. And every time I get to that verse in the Bible, I always laugh because I think, oh my goodness, like I was freshly saved. I read that verse and my, when I journaled about it, I was like, dude, I was so wrong. Like I had no idea what that verse meant. And I, everything I I wrote was incorrect. But over time, you know, obviously I've learned more about scripture. I've learned more about how we can um, learn from scripture. And so all this to say, don't let your experience shape your theology. And that's what's happening with a lot of these pastors is they're letting their experience shape their theology. I think I, I, think I want the Bible to say this. So I, I'm going to go forward and the Bible is going to say this. Um, and that's just a dangerous road to take. And, and then the, also it's, it's just like, I think, you know, Andy Stanley is such a great leadership guru. He really is. I mean, that's kind of what he's known for is like church Christian leadership and I think leadership is so important. It's so necessary. I think it's it's 
incredible an incredible tool for pastors. Like pastors have to be great leaders. I just think that there's been such a focus in the last 15 years on leadership that we forgot about man being a true disciple of of Jesus, being a being a servant. Um, to God, being somebody that at the end of the day, I'm like, man, God, I serve you. I worship you. Like I'm a disciple, shape me and mold me like living by the Holy spirit. And, and in my opinion, a lot of the the crap that we're seeing today in these churches is because we have these incredible leaders, but do we have these incredible Jesus followers that are convicted by the Holy Spirit, that are moved and guided by by the words of God, that want to get to biblical truth, that are unafraid of what man says and only cares about what God says? And so my encouragement to you listening to this is, number one, if Andy Stanley turns this way, that means that anybody can. I mean, truly, he has all the all the pedigree, all the accolades. He's an incredibly renowned pastor of a Christian church, 38,000 weekly attenders, like respected in his community. There's no reason that he should turn this way except for an experience that he had that he wants it to change or the fear of what people might say. So at the end of the day, like if this can happen to Andy Stanley, this can happen to me. My my theology can get warped easily. And so to know that is, is important because we have to guard our hearts, guard our minds. We have to know that we're not always right. What we think is not always right. We can be wrong. I was wrong the other day. I'm wrong constantly. Sometimes what I think about scripture is wrong and I have to correct myself. So know that humble yourselves and pray like, Lord, give me divine revelation and always check that divine revelation with the people around you. People don't use tools around them enough. Like, hey, if you think something about the Bible, go to it with somebody that you trust and say, what do you think about this? Look it up, like do those things. And I promise you, like you'll you'll have a better framework of what the Bible says. So um, this is really sad. It is sad. But honestly, in my opinion, this is kind of, I mean, it's it's kind of what's to come in 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 the American church in, in larger margins. I mean, I think there's always going to be a solid bride of Christ that is staying true to faith and truth. But I think that we're going to see more pastors that are coming out like this just because it's the new wave. It's popular. It's it's what uh, will probably get more butts and seats in your church. And but at the end of the day, that's not what we should be concerned about. So my hope for you is that we remain biblically sound. We remain dedicated to the truth and not to pleasing man. And in that same way, we're going to go forward. And I think that God is going to honor those decisions. So um, thanks again for watching the podcast. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give it a five-star review. Let me know what you guys are enjoying about it. Uh, I love when people DM me on Instagram at Spencer Knock and tell me episodes they want me to talk about and, and different suggestions. Um, but I love you guys. I pray for you guys all the time. I'm thankful that you're a part of the Future Is Now family. Thank you so much. Um, Again, subscribe to the podcast, and I'll see you guys next time on The Future Is Now. Thank you.